you know, I do dating online and I've been on Tinder, Match and all these sites like everyone's on. And that's like the first thing that I filter out. They could be this amazing person achieving world peace and they're a genius and everything. And I'm like, no, boobs aren't big enough. Welcome to the Secret Life Podcast. Tell me your secret. I'll tell you mine. When I first started my recovery 11 years ago, I struggled through the textbook-like material on the subject. I wanted to make the addiction and the recovery from it accessible and relatable to more people by telling it in an entertaining way. Well, I'm super excited to announce I've released my first book, Secret Life of a Hollywood Sex and Love Addict. If I can help just one person find a solution or at least realize they're not broken or alone, then writing this has been worth it. You can pick up the book exclusively at Amazon or signed copy at secretlifenovel.com. And the best way to support our podcast is to subscribe and share. If you haven't left a review or rating on Apple Podcasts yet, please do. It'll help more people find our show. And if you want to be a guest, shoot me a note at secretlifepodcast at iCloud.com. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to Secret Life Podcast. I'm Brianne Davis-Gant. Today, I'm pulling back the curtains of all kinds of human secrets. We'll hear about what people are hiding from themselves or others. You know, those deep, dark secrets we probably want to go to our grave with, or those lighter, funnier secrets that are just plain embarrassing. Really, the how, what, when, where, and why of it all. Today, my guest is Jerome. Now, Jerome. I have a question for you. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. What is your secret? I like big boobs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure every man listening would be like, me too, dude. Me too. <laughs> but the secret is, are you like obsessed with them? Some would say yes. <laughs> okay. Who would say yes? I've had some ex-girlfriends who have said Yes, I was going too far in that direction for, you know, as if I was joking and they're like, no, you're not joking. You're actually serious. (laughs) So here's my question for you. When did this obsession start? Do you remember as a child? Do you remember a moment? So as a child, so I grew up in the era. So way, way before the internet, (laughs) I'm not going to say exactly how old I am, but I remember like boobs were hard to find back in this day. Like there were, you could like buy a magazine or something. And like, even if you were too young to be looking at the magazines, you'd get yelled at for looking at them. Mm -hmm. I remember going to my grandparents' house and they had one of these old fashioned radar dishes, like huge, like giant, like six foot wide radar dish that would pick up satellite TV mm-hmm. and you would go in and like, I'd wait for everybody to be asleep and I would sneak out there and I would like be trying to find these hidden channels that would have like boobs <laughs> in them, just any kind of nudity at all. I was so fascinated by, and I think part of the fascination was that it was so wrong, you know, yeah. you're not supposed to be looking at this. You get in trouble if you are. And, you know, as soon as I heard a creak of a floorboard across the house, I would turn the TV off and pretend to be asleep. <laughs> <laughs> but I think where it really crystallized for me was a few years ago, after my divorce, I was back in the, in the dating world. I was like actively having sex with this woman mm-hmm. um, who was very petite and very small, 
Like she had no boobs at all, like, like a boy. Right. And I realized I was horrified. Like I was disgusted and I actually really? pushed her off of me in the, in the act of sex. What? Like do it. And that was when I kind of realized that that was like such a necessary thing for me. I hadn't realized it until I saw its opposite, I guess. So fascinating that you had that visceral reaction. Yeah. And I feel awful about it because I think it was really mean to her. I, she, she started to cry. Oh, did she, did you explain why? And then she started to cry or just because you pushed her off? Because I pushed her off. No, I, uh, no, I would not tell her. <laughs> okay. I was about to say that might've been the wrong move. <laughs> no, you know, when I pushed her off, I was like, I'm sorry, I'm having a panic attack or I'm feeling uncomfortable. You know, it's something like that, but I would never say like your boobs are too small. <laughs> I just can't. You gross me out. <laughs> yeah. Um, and ever since then, like I've targeted big boob girls, like, you know, I do dating online and I've been on Tinder match and all these sites, like everyone's on. And that's like the first thing that I filter out. It's kind of crazy. It's like, they could be this amazing person achieving world peace and they're a genius and everything. And I'm like, no, boobs aren't big enough. I mean, how big are we talking here? Like what size are, is your preference? I don't know if there is like a too big. <laughs> oh my God. I don't know if that's possible. But what about the size of someone's head? <laughs> is that too big? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that you and I have a mutual friend who has boobs that big. Yes. And she says they're very uncomfortable. Well, that's what they say. I, I Yes, I, I've heard that from, like I have a friend right now, mm-hmm. a work friend who has very large breasts and she's like been talking about getting a breast reduction and we'll chat about that. You know, and like I will jokingly say like, Oh my God, how could you, <laughs> how could you possibly reduce them? And she'll say, do you want to be carrying like 50 pounds of this around your, your neck every day? Like it hurts. Yeah. So I can kind of understand that from her perspective, but I just, I like them. So growing up, was there an actress or a person you were obsessed with that had big boobs that you always idolize or, you know, like your ideal female? So the ideal female form to me, mm-hmm. I will give you two examples. And one of them is like not a real person. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, I think I know who it is, but just say it. Jessica Rabbit. I knew you. I'm like, <laughs> that is a cartoon. Yes. She's a tune. <laughs> But so for the, for the human analog to that, um, oh God, what is her last name? Coco, Mrs. Ice Tea. <gasps> Coco. Coco Austin. She is basically like a human equivalent of Jessica Rabbit, although her, her waist isn't this thin. But still, she's all curves everywhere. That's, yeah. But so you don't care if they're real or they're fake because isn't Coco's, I think, fake, right? No, I don't care about that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think that that matters. Um, one of the unfortunate things about getting older as a woman mm-hmm. is that you lose like firmness. Yeah. In the boobs like they, they kind of like. So do you guys too, just so you know. The dudes <laughs> lose for firmness also it's not just us women jerome 
<laughs> that is true. And I will, I will like definitely agree that my dad bod has not held up all that well. <laughs> your, your dad bod isn't bringing in the ladies on the beach. Yeah, exactly. No, and it never did. <laughs> when I was young. But, um, yes, we lose firmness. Age, you lose firmness. Yeah. And so like the really appealing thing about big boobs is that they tend to stay firm, like they're, they're full. And like one of the biggest, like the biggest counter, like the opposite to the best kind of boobs is not necessarily small boobs. It's deflated boobs. <laughs> so you don't like the mothers that breastfed? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> the Well, I think a lot of mothers get, get by with breastfeeding just fine. And most of them do. Like most women in their 40s have really great boobs, honestly. They're better than like women in their 30s. Oh my God, I love it. Some of the women listening to this are like probably cringing. Yeah, I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are. But like the worst is like the worst I've ever experienced have been people who had like a gastric bypass surgery. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. They lost like hundreds and hundreds of pounds. You basically have like just enormous amounts of extra skin that are just there with nothing to fill them. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's, that's the opposite of what I'm looking for. So do you think this ideal body part keeps you from authentic, connected relationships with women? Yes. Okay, explain. Yeah, I I think it has me looking at the wrong women. Right. Um, I think that there are a lot of cases where I could have somebody that I really have a great connection with personality-wise, spiritually, you know, and I'm just not attracted to her. And then meanwhile, there's this bimbo over there who's got big boobs and catches my eye. And then we end up like dating for two weeks and breaking up. So I I know that it's, it's irrational and it's leading me down a crazy path. But there's no way you can get past it. You feel it's just your sexual preference. I I feel like I've been making strides. I'm going to give you a recent example that is very recent, like this week. Ooh, (laughs) yes, please. Um, so like online dating, I have connected with somebody. We've been dating kind of a little bit long distance off mm-hmm. and on for a few weeks. But we, we feel really connected. I like her a lot. She, she does not have big boobs. She's like in the opposite camp. Got a really big butt, though. No! <laughs> so this is, there are opposite camps, of course, of men. You know, there's boob men and there, there's butt men. I've never been a butt man. And now I find myself with this like woman who like all the butt man want. At the same time I've been dating her, there was this other girl that I just met, you know, once or twice a few weeks ago and huge boobs, like exactly the kind of person I'm attracted to. Mm-hmm. And I have been like kind of trying to pursue her at the same time as I'm pursuing this other one who I think there's a lot of actual promise with. And just this week I realized I can't do this. Like I can't pursue them both. I need to choose. It's not fair to anybody. And I told the big boobed one to take a hike. How'd that go? Um, I don't think she was too happy, but I also think it wasn't, it wasn't meant to be. Um, and I think she realized that too. So I'm like, I could have forced it. I could have like tried to get physical. We never had sex or anything, you know, well, that's never- really admirable. That actually makes me really happy that you didn't sleep with her and you ended no. it before you slept with her. To tr- You ended it before you got to try out the boobs. 
Exactly. You know, and we actually even had a, like a date on the calendar of like our first sleepover date. It was supposed to happen. And I pulled the plug. And I, I think a big part of it was she wasn't the right girl for me. And then I would be potentially hurting this other like really good match for me if I did that. So I, I feel good about that. Do you feel like there was the little someone in your ear like saying, no, do do the opposite of what you used to do? <laughs> yes yes yeah i mean like boob fixation has not really like resulted in good matches for me over the years i think that there's a part of me that realizes this well i love that you said that because we always think we have this vision of what the ideal person would be that we would be with that would be the best match and usually those things are tied to obsession or what society tells us is the perfect match for us instead of going with because boobs are not going to save a relationship when the going gets tough you know you're gonna have to like pay bills together you know work out the hard stuff and a pair of big boobs is not going to be a factor (laughs) in that decision yes yeah totally um it i i think I would love to know why exactly I have this, this fascination because I don't know. Um, and I think there might be something biological to it. It could be that, like Freud would, would be having a field day. Oh yeah. This. He would say, does your mom have big boobs? <laughs> My mom has really tiny boobs, by the way. Okay. <laughs> the, the listeners really did want to know that answer to that question, but But here's the thing. I always see for me, like my past addiction tied to I saw movies way too young. Like my favorite movie growing up was Romeo and Juliet. And I remember watching it at a very young age. And these two people were so in love and so passionate that one of them had to die. They had to drink poison and stab each other. And that meant what true love was. So I grew up thinking relationships had to be passionate and you had to die for the other person. Was there a moment like that for you? Did you see something? Did you witness something? Did you see somebody with big boobs that you're like, ah, that's it. Like, did you watch a Dolly Parton movie? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good question. I wish I had like a... A total moment. I mean, the, the the best that I have is that that moment that, w- that was the opposite of the woman with the small boobs, where I was like, "No, I can't do that anymore." Mm. But I, I I also remember while I was married and in an un, unhappy marriage, and basically we were not we didn't have a sexual relationship. We were kind of roommates, okay, and not even roommates, more housemates, because she slept in a different room. <laughs> um, and we we went like for years like that. We we didn't have any kind of passion at all. But I remember like going to soccer games, and this is this is gonna sound awful, but like soccer moms on the sideline, like mothers of the kids mm-hmm. in that were my my son's teammates, like some of them had really big boobs. And I would stand there and like just put my sunglasses on so I could stare at their boobs. And I, I I had this kind of weird fixation on how wonderful it would be to be with one of them mm. rather than my actual wife. And I think that the boobs kind of jumped out at me as like the reason maybe. Interesting. That's so fascinating. It's like you picked the one thing your wife didn't have and you it was already not working. So you fixated on something else. Yeah. 
Fascinating. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think you're right. Here's my next question for you. I always like to attach these kind of secrets to the seven deadly sins, not in the religious sense, more in the character defects. So we got pride, greed, lust, gluttony, envy, anger, and sloth. Well, lust certainly jumps out here. Yeah. I think I think of boobs in a very sexual manner. And like, if I am going to judge somebody entirely by the size of their boobs, I'm just thinking them sexually. Yeah. Objectifying them. Yeah. What about gluttony? <laughs> <laughs> that th- that rings true for me with listening. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that at least like metaphorically, you know, I'm not literally going to eat them. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like more, more, more. Yeah. Because I said as big as someone's head and you were like bigger or like. what about envy Uh, envy yeah like what i well you envied you know the women at the soccer field you envied being with them yes yeah yeah i think that there is definitely a part of that like like do not covet my neighbor's wife you know like i was coveting Mm -hmm. and what i was coveting was not really real it was not who that person was it was like the way their body was shaped which is something they can't even control. So yeah, the whole thing is, I recognize it's not very rational at all. Right. So who do you think this secret has benefited and who has it harmed? Maybe it's benefited a few of my past girlfriends who had big boobs. (laughs) (laughs) Why, you're extra attentive? (laughs) Otherwise we might not have been together. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, It's harmed me, I would say. Like I'm not thinking right about women Mm. i I know this like i'm not uh, my priorities are not straight in my head um and there have been some really great people that like just personality wise we would we would have been a great match that i just wasn't attracted to at all Mm. yeah because you're saying that and it make it's making me really sad yeah that something so small, like the size of a woman's breast, or even, you know, some people are attracted to different things would keep you from probably really amazing relationships. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I, this is a total short sightedness on my part. Do you, do you remember I made a comment, a text comment to you <laughs> about breasts? I don't No, I don't remember. What was it? I'm hoping that you don't remember this. Now I'm bringing it back up. It's okay. No, (laughs) let's bring it up. People want to hear. I want to hear. I have the worst memory right now. So we have a, we have a mutual friend. Mm -hmm. She was with you. You were doing some kind of um, photo shoot. I think it was, it was probably publicity for six maybe. And um, she had all these pictures of you like, kind of in front of this screen and you were getting pictures with the other actors and stuff and you looked great and you looked beautiful. And she was like, look at where I am. I'm in this glamorous place. And I said, Brie looks great. She looks beautiful. And then I said like, but her boobs need to be bigger. <laughs> Something like that. And immediately I get this response that says, Hey, this is Brie, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> she had like handed you the phone right when I right, right when I texted that, and I was so embarrassed. I was just like, "Oh my god, oh my that's god. so amazing!" And I don't remember, but I have to tell you, it wouldn't have bothered yes. me because I actually love having small breasts. Yeah, yeah, because I can wear anything I want. Everything fits, 
And our mutual friend, I've gone shopping with her and it's so <laughs> hard for her to find shirts. <laughs> so I actually love it. So if you said that, I probably was like trying to like give you a hard time, but I can't believe that's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> I was so embarrassed because I'm like, she's going to hate me forever. <laughs> forever. Oh my God. I love that. Do you think my last question, well, I have a couple questions, but do you think society has played a part of this obsession for you? Yes. Because didn't our president come out and say, um, if you don't have big boobs, you're like worthless as a woman? I think he said something like that. I, I think one of the biggest influences to me, so I'm a big horror guy. Oh, like I love horror, horror too. Yeah, and like you know, I write horror movies, I watch horror movies, and like that's been a thing in the horror industry since its inception. I don't know exactly why, but it's always the big boob women. That are running you know? through the woods. Yes, and like their shirts have to come off for no reason whatsoever. And I... I <laughs> yeah, I think that those kind of like... Images? Those images and the idealization of that definitely seeps in, especially when you're young. So yeah. I, um, what you was know, your Roger favorite Hol horror Hol movie when you were young? Oh, man. Um, Poltergeist was the one that freaked me out. The oh most. God. Yeah. That was scary. I have to say there were no big boobs in Poltergeist though, but like a, a lot of the, um, the classic imagery from a lot of these movies, like uh, the slashers, the Jason, mm -hmm. all the Friday the 13th movies, I very much connected with the Halloween movies. There were, they would always, there would always be some, some woman who would, who would take her top off and she was immediately like the one who would be killed. Oh, immediately. If you take your top off, you're going to die. There's, there's no, in a horror movie, that's just like yeah. the formula. And I think as like a young person watching that, you're like, well, that's the one I want to be with. <laughs> like, the one that's she, gonna die. <laughs> that, that's so much cooler. Like she's the only one who has the brashness to do this. And um, so yeah, I, I think horror movies probably did play a part. Interesting. My last question for you: How are you gonna move forward in the future, especially with dating? I think I'm gonna be more more conscious of this and just try to work against it because I've had some really bad pairings. <laughs> over the dating time where I, I connected with somebody that just had nothing in common with was like total, like just awful person. And, but I would inside, I'm thinking, well, she's got big boobs, but I'm like, what, what does that really get you? <laughs> Honestly, well, I, it doesn't get you a good relationship. No. It doesn't get you. A good no. And I have to say just in my experience, you know, other people in my program that are fixated on those kind of things, those don't make a relationship. And it's almost like, it's a wall we put up these unrealistic expectations yeah, and that we date people that we actually don't even like as people. It's like we date people we wouldn't even want to be friends with. Yes. That is the strangest thing. And it's so self-destructive. And like, I've seen that in myself or like, you know, making apologies to this person and trying to fix this relationship for something I don't even feel like I did wrong. And Meanwhile, the only reason I want to get back with them is because they've got like the best pair of boobs I've ever seen. Right. <laughs> just punishing yourself. Yeah. Over and over again. Yeah. With breasts. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing this secret obsession. I appreciate it.
All right. Thank you. Um, and if you want to be on the show, please email me at secretlifepodcast at iCloud.com. Until next time. Thanks again for listening to the show. Please subscribe, rate, share, or send me a note at secretlifepodcast.com. And if you'd like to check out my book, head over to secretlifenovel.com or Amazon to pick up a copy for yourself or someone you love. Thanks again. See you soon. Mm -hmm.